is up you wonderful beautiful fantastic people of the world this is ashley campbell with daily encouragement by the time you guys hear this episode i think it's going to be may 10th 2023 today i want to talk to you guys about how your cross is your grace usually when i had ever heard anyone talk about your cross it was just your cross is people being jerks to you because you believe in jesus and that's true to an effect but let's put a little more meat on the bone Okay, what did Jesus Christ come to save us from, right? What did he come to do? Jesus Christ came to forgive us, love us, restore us, heal us, give us life. We would have it abundantly. But guess what? It all has to have a context. And what is the context of Jesus Christ's forgiveness, love, mercy, grace, and truth, and all the things that we say he has, right? Everything he offers you has to have a context or else it doesn't mean anything. It's just these things that are outside of us. This is why people struggle to really move forward in their relationship with God because everything is so communicated like externally, right? Like it's not in you, but that's where the kingdom of heaven is. You have to learn how to access the life that's inside of you through the Holy Spirit that lives in your heart that wants to use the things he offers, his resources in the context of your life, right? He wants to use it in your heart, right? He wants to use it in your thoughts, your emotions, your will, Okay, he wants to be, he wants all of it to be involved in every part of you as a human being. So anyway, I just had to encourage myself with this this morning. You know, um, I've been putting myself out there more. I've been sharing with you guys, especially just recently, the reality of, you know, the Lord wanting me to fully embrace the desires that he's put on my heart, the things I want to do with my life. And that takes a lot of courage, right? Because, you know, I was listening to a podcast that I recorded back in 2019. You guys be sure to go check it out. Um, there was a couple I listened to. One was about bonding, you know, devaluing your needs. And the other one was about maturity. Do you give, um, excess thought to what people think about you? And the whole idea was you, you can either live to be authentic and who you are, or you can live to the opinions of other people. Right. And the reason we don't live to our authentic selves is because it's never, it hasn't necessarily been encouraged, you know, especially if you grew up in uh, dynamics where your being was denied right? It wasn't cultivated. Nobody cared about who you were and what you wanted to do. It was all about them. How many people do you know that are like that in the world? Are they not the most exhausting people to be around when the conversation just generates around them and what they're doing? And anytime you try to talk to them about your life, they always try to one up you or they say, oh yeah, well, I like, there's nothing wrong with telling somebody that you've been there, right? But when we focus the conversation to where it's no longer on understanding the person that's talking to you, right? It's okay to let people know where you've been and relating to them in that way. But when people just take the spotlight off of you, you're, you're talking about what you're going through or what you're thinking. They say, Oh yeah, I've been there. And this is what happened to me kind of people. Right. Anyway, you know, um, the reasons that we don't, I think, appreciate those things about ourselves is because it wasn't cultivated. We didn't have families, right? Did you guys know that God literally cares about you? He cares about what you think about. He cares about what your dreams and aspirations are. Did you know he cares about you so much? He made himself vulnerable to give you his spirit to literally live inside of you. Do you not realize that God understands how vulnerable we are to the outside world and being manipulated by it? That is exactly why I believe Jesus Christ had to send the Holy Spirit. Okay. I believe God had to send his spirit because we are so taken advantage of by people outside of us and what they have to say. Look what happened in the garden. 
They were totally content with holding on to the word of God until somebody came to them and questioned what they knew. They knew the truth, right? And the reason you don't always hold on to your life, you know, I'm not saying hold on to your life. What I'm saying is you walking in the authenticity of who you are, right? The things that you know to be true, especially in the context of your relationship with God and how he's directing your life. And somebody comes and questions that and makes judgments and assumptions, right? We can be so quick to be like, wait a minute, maybe what you're saying is true. Even though you don't even know that person, you don't know their intentions. And this is why people get taken advantage of because how many of you are literally questioning the ones that are accusing you? Do you even know them? Jesus, I was thinking about this on Sunday when I was uh, driving to, uh, I told you guys that one of the followers paid for me to get the singing lessons, right? I gotta have six of them so I can go back and try to get on the worship team. Anyway, as I was driving there, I was thinking about, you know, when people say things to me, I got, you know, when should they have any weight in my life as to what they have to say? Jesus said his sheep know his voice. Do you guys follow strangers? Do you take advice from people you don't know? Do you know how ridiculous that would really be when you think about it? If you're making a very heavy decision in your life, do you go consult people laying on the street to tell you what to do? Or do you go to people who've been with you in your life, who understand you for the most part, right? As much as you've been able to communicate yourself to that person. That's the other thing, guys. There's a podcast I did that, like I said, it's 2019 talking about bonding and how it's really hard to live out your authentic self if you have not learned to bond to somebody and tell them, you know, your deepest thoughts, your desires, your dreams, what you want to do with your life, right? You, you got to have relationships to practice that. And you got to be around people who are on the same road as you, right? Or else you're just going to get discouraged. Anyway, what was I saying here? Oh, would you take advice from somebody you don't know? Do you do that? Do you not trust yourself? You know, I, I remember the reason I didn't learn to trust my own discernment as a kid because it was inconvenient to my parents, if that makes any sense. When you're growing up as a kid, kids have a pretty good sense. What I mean by that is, okay, I lived in alcoholic dynamic. My parents were emotionally unstable. And I started realizing how they were behaving and doing, conducting themselves in life was really starting to stress me out as a kid, right? When you listen to your mom get her ass beat every night, right? When they're screaming, yelling, fighting, when it's not stable, when you don't know, like, okay, they're using up your birthday money to pay for stuff because money's just, you know, my mom wasn't a great steward. My dad worked, but, uh, you know, my, like I said, my mom wasn't a good steward with the money. And so, you know, there was all kinds of crazy things that happened. And you know, we naturally, as children, we want to have some kind of security, some kind of peace in our life. And usually we know when things are off, you know? And so anyway, um, when I started deciding that, hey, you know what, I need to go deal with these things and start talking to people at the school I trusted, like my first grade teacher, right? I started talking to her about things at home. Not because I wanted to get anybody in trouble, but because I was troubled, right? I was legit troubled by the things that were going on at home. But guess what? That became an inconvenience to my mother. What's the point I'm making in all this? If you don't learn to trust yourself in the way of knowing what you need and how to solve your own problems, right? If that was completely just either, you know, denied in you, you're going to look to the outside world to tell you what to do. And guess what? I'm not about that anymore. I lived like that my whole freaking adult life, you guys. I'm going to be 38 in October. Do you know how long it's taken me to come to these understandings and insights that I'm sharing with you guys? I was thinking about this morning. 
um, I told you guys, me and my husband, so when we were 19, we uh, started seeking the Lord again, like all of our hearts, right? You know, and so we started seeking the Lord, reading our Bible, you know, um, and then finally about a year or so after it just reading and contemplating, we're like, you know what, Lord, we're ready to go to a church. We're ready to, you know, be around people who are living this out. Because I told you guys, I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again, just in case you're new. I remember thinking when I was younger, what the heck is the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian, right? To me, everybody looked the same. They're all worried about the same things. They're all stressed out about the same things, right? There's everyone's, they're always anxious, always stressed. Like, I'm like, what, who, what is, what is so great about being a Christian if my life is going to look like that all the time? Because to be honest with you guys, I was trying to escape that when I was a kid. Because honestly, I still seek to live in peace every day of my life. I will not live in chaos and stress just because people say it's normal. I don't believe that's normal. And I don't believe that's what God came to do. He goes, my peace, I leave with you. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to get every inch, every capacity of peace I can get in my life. I'm going to get that. And the Bible even says we're supposed to live in peace anyway. Don't be anxious about anything. Because if you are anxious, you can't think straight. That's why the enemy comes and nails you sometimes. Because you're all distracted. But I digress. So anyway, as I was driving on Sunday, I was thinking about that. I have a choice to make. I can either live from how God has revealed himself to me in the context of my life. The only thing I have to give to you, the only conduit I have is me sitting here talking to you guys about my life experiences and how God's grace has infiltrated that, penetrated those areas. You guys, if you want to be Pharisees, live disconnected from what God came to do in your life. And then go ahead and just say things that are not connected to humanity. Do you know how many people out there are really good about talking about Christianity and the Bible, but they can't connect it to their real life? Who are you really serving at that point? If you're supposed to disciple the world, how are you going to disciple people if they can't even relate to, to you at all? Have you guys ever been around other people who are just... So, what does they say? You're so heavenly minded. You're no earthly good. You don't know. Any, they don't talk about their real life, their struggles or anything. They just talk about how good God is. But it's like, how do you know how good God is unless you have realized an area of your life where you were low, where you were struggling and God's goodness connected to that? How do you really know what goodness is unless you've experienced things that weren't good? How many of you are willing to even talk about the things in your life that haven't been good? Not very many Christians do. Do you know, much, you know how much courage it takes to sit up here to talk to people about your real life because there's so many there's so many critical people out in the world, right? And so the point of me sharing this though is I'm on here. I believe God has put it in my heart to get on here and share my life with you guys because God has a plan for you. And it's important that we're around people that are talking about God in the context of real life, making it tangible for us, okay? I wanted... As, like I said, I knew as a young child that I knew I, that my life needed to be different and not just the same mundane stuff that, you know, most people go through. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what makes us, you know, human or whatever. Let me get a drink of water really quick, you guys. But I didn't want to live in the same chaos that most everyday people do. I lived in that my whole life. Why the heck would I want to continue to live in that place? And then when Jesus says he's come to give you life, have it abundantly. God forbid you actually start communicating what that looks like for people you know the judgment comes but here's the thing this is where we're going to get into the whole thing of your grace is your cross okay so share the story again 
The only thing I have is stories, people. Back in 2017, burning passion, desire to share with people the things that God has put inside my heart that has changed my life. And God used a lot of books for that, okay? Um, I had no boundaries in my life. I didn't know what they were. Um, I had a lot of personal issues, right? Worrying about what people think, giving unsolicited advice to people, solving other people's problems, okay? Um, super stressed out all the time, burdened, all this kind of stuff. Well, eventually I woke up one day and said, I am so sick of living this way, God. Why do I care about what people think about me? And that's when I shared with you guys, that thought hit me, Ashley, because you internalized man's judgments of you. Do you guys know what that means? Let me break it down really simple for you, okay? And I'm not trying to talk to you guys like you're stupid. I just want you guys to understand this so you can literally use it for your own life, okay? Did you know that's a sign of intelligence when somebody can take something that seems complicated and make it simple for you, okay? I want you guys to get this because I want you guys to experience all that God has. And these are the things that God has used in my life. This is all I have to give you. If it's not serving you, then get off the page. Get off the podcast, don't waste your time. Go find resources in your life that are gonna move you forward in what you wanna do with your life if you're even aware of your life to that degree. Most people are not. Most people have no idea what they wanna do with their life. They're so burdened and ran down by their own burdens, condemnations, thought processes in their head, everything else that's weighing them down. They have no capacity to look past what's going on inside them right now. All right? You guys, I was like that for a long time. But that's why I'm on here because I'm, I, I've moved past that. I can give you guys everything that I possibly got from where I was to where I'm at now. And that's why I'm here. So anyway, God used a lot of books in my life to help me. I started reading these things. I started literally putting these things into practice. All right. If somebody is, uh, if you have a problem and there's people out there that are willing to share with you the solutions that they have for those problems, a proactive, responsible person will look at their life, see where they have a need, and then they'll actually get that need met. Okay. That's taking full responsibility for your life. I started doing that and I started getting some positive results as a result of using this information that they were sharing with me through these books. And if you guys get my book, Nuggets of Truth, I list all the books that influenced me greatly in that time. Why do I put that back there? Because I want you guys to be proactive in your life. I want you to read some of these things that I read and see if it, how, how it's going to serve you, give you some more understanding to the things I'm talking about. All right. So anyway, went through a massive healing process, started understanding things about myself that I never saw before and started changing my life. Burdens falling off, you know, crumbling to the ground. I forgot to tell you guys, what does it mean to internalize uh, man's judgment. So anyway, what's internalized mean? It means to take into, right? You're putting inside yourself. Man's, other person's judgments. What's a judgment? Someone else's conclusion of you. So you literally have taken someone else's conclusions of you on the outside of you and you have used them as a filter to make decisions. Now, this is where this becomes a problem because how many people outside of you really know and understand who you are what your motivations are, the qualities that you possess, the things you want to do with your life. Did you know human beings are self-governing? Did you know God put that in us and that's what makes us unique as the United States? Because uh, United States founding fathers actually uh, acknowledged that. And that's what makes our country so powerful because we actually believe that people have the power to self-govern and I believe that with all my heart. I believe you are fully capable of governing your life if you are given the perspectives and tools that you need. If you are not denied the information that you need, right? This stuff doesn't just happen and evolve especially the culture that we're in right now. There's certain things that is not being talked about now that was talked about then that actually promoted people walking in 
you know, they're self-governing. That's why it's important to read books. Anyway, I digress. So God's made us self-governing. That was his design. How do I know? Because we're made in his image. Is God self-governing? Of course he is. Does God take full responsibility for his life? Of course he does. Where do I get these ideas from? Well, I've read some great books from people who've literally been able to take God's word and make it practical. And then I apply it to my life and I use, I use their insights for my own, right? They always say knowledge builds upon knowledge. All right. So everything that I'm sharing with you guys, the things I've learned from other people, I applied it to my life. I've gotten some insight and I've shared it with you. I'm hoping that me sharing my insight with you guys is going to provoke you guys to get your own build, build upon knowledge. Right? So anyway, internalizing man's judgments, taking their judgments, putting them inside of you and using them as a filter to make decisions. Now, is that good to do with people you don't know? What if they don't understand the context and why and what you're trying to do? What if they don't get that? What if you've never told them that? Why would you listen to them? That's not wise, right? God told Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree. Here comes this third party telling them, oh, no, you ain't gonna die. You're gonna be like God. Oh, you know what? Wait a minute, I wanna be like God. That would be awesome, yeah. Do you realize it's your lack of revelation of the goodness of, of who God is in the context of your life that'll always get you going somewhere over here listening to somebody else? Seriously, you guys, it's horrible. It sucks that we are so easily manipulated by people outside of us. But this is why I believe God says you got to have my spirit in you. Because if you don't, people are going to say things. And if you're not, you know, really secure in the things that you know, right? If you're not secure in the truth that's already in you by the power of the spirit, by the truth, the context of your life and the reality of God's grace in your life, guess what you're going to do? You're going to listen to everybody else except for the spirit of God in you. And you're going to create the fall in your life every single time. And God forbid I live that way. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to live like I don't know that God has spoken to me just because you out there in social media world and whoever's listening to this don't understand it. I, you're not here to understand my life. You are here to understand God in the context of your life. That's the only thing you can understand. That's the only thing you know. You don't know, who, you don't know me. You think you know me because I've sat here and I pretty much like stripped myself, right? Been vulnerable about my life. So you think you know me, but you don't know me because you've never you've never experienced me in person. I try to be as transparent as I possibly can, but I'm trying to make a point, you guys. I'm trying to make the point that no one knows you better than you and God. You know why you do what you do. Maybe you don't. Well, maybe you need to take a step back and ask yourself some questions. But you have to know these things within yourself. So check this out. Why do I say God's, why do I say your grace is your cross? Well, check this out. You guys go over here to Matthew 16. Jesus goes, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the son of man am? They're like, well, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah. But he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Like, wow. Okay. So. And then after that, let's go, let's go to the next one. So, okay, that was, uh, that was Matthew 16. Let's go over here to Mark 8. He asked the same question, same encounter, different, different perspective. Who do men say that I am? So they answered, John the Baptist, Elijah, right? He goes, but who do you say that I am? And then he goes, Peter answered, you are the Christ. So then he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chiefs and the scribes. And then Peter goes, that can't happen to you. And he goes, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses, but whoever 
loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. What does that mean? Right? Well, we got to go back to the very beginning. What was he asking them? Who do people say I am? Some say this, some say that. They're like, they're like, but we know you're the Christ. Okay, so number one, we know right there from that conversation that God wants you to be convinced of who he is. He doesn't want um, other people's interpretations to do that for you. You have to be convinced because guess what? The ones that you sometimes trust to give you the answers that you're seeking are dead wrong. Why do you think God fair? Why do you think God fired the Pharisees? Because they had the word of God, but they were coming to the wrong conclusions. You have to be convinced within yourself of who Jesus Christ is. That's the, and it's not my job to convince you. You got to convince yourself. You've got to literally take God's word and decide if it's true or not. You've got to literally decide if you need what he came to give you. Love, forgiveness, mercy, truth, all that. If you can't acknowledge that in your life, well, then you'll never see Christ for who he really is anyway. And you're just going to keep living your same old, you know, crappy life. And it, and it won't be anybody else's fault except for yours. Because you didn't take full responsibility for what you believe and think. And you didn't acknowledge what you actually need. You weren't vulnerable, right? It's very vulnerable to be a Christian. So, let's look at the next one. This is uh, Luke 9. He asked him the same question. Who do the crowd say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Others say that one of the old prophets has risen again. He said to them, but who do you say I am? Again, are you convinced? Okay, figure it out. Peter goes, you're the Christ, the son of God. He goes, all right, cool. Now that you got that figured out, now you have to learn to accept rejection from the ones who were hired to give you the revelation that you have. Your grace is your revelation of Jesus Christ in the context of your life. Did you know that? What is grace? God's unmerited favor. Well, what's that look like in the context of life? Well, guess what? How does life happen? It all began with a word. The words that are flinging around in your mind right now don't always serve you. And sometimes you need some grace. You need some favor upon things that you're thinking. You need a new perspective, a new conclusion, and you better hope and pray to God that he gives you that, and he will. He does it abundantly, right? He goes, if you ask, you'll receive. He's like asking God will give it to you. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you whatever you're... Why do you think the Bible says ask for understanding and insight and wisdom? Because those are the things that are going to save your butt at the end of the day. And you need that up here in your brain where those thoughts are rolling around. You need it in your heart where the pain is at times that blinds you from reality. Do you not need grace there? I tell you guys, I've, I've, I've come to understand in the context of my own life, my relationship with the Lord, that grace is just a, a new thought. It's a new perspective. It's an aha moment. That's grace and a thought. When you're thinking about something one way that's driving you, you know, down a, a, a road, a dead end, and you're crashing into this wall in your own thought life. You ever done that? I have many times. But when I take that same thing that I'm hitting the wall with, and I'm like, Lord, how can I see this differently? Because I'm so sick of going through this thing. When you get that new perspective, and you're like, wow, I never saw it that way. Now all of a sudden, you're not crashing in that brick wall anymore. Now you're moving forward. God wants to... God wants you to move forward in the context of your life. And he want, he, he's going to give you grace to do that. However, let's, let's continue this conversation, you guys. So, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and raised to the third day. And, and Peter, he was like, no, that ain't going to happen to you, Lord. What is the thing that man wants? Let, let's let's, 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 let's uh, go back a little bit. 
so I can give you guys some scripture to prove my point. Okay. Cause you know, there's people out there that are like, you know, where are your facts? Ashley, give me your receipts. Okay. So here we go. <clears throat> so if, if you guys go back to Matthew 16 and, uh, Peter tells him, you know, this Lord, this can't happen to you. He's like, you're the Christ. But then he's like, you, I got to suffer and die. And then Peter's like, no, Lord, that can't happen. So then Jesus goes, get behind me, Satan. You are, you are an offense to me for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. What are the things that man is mindful of? You know what we're mindful of? What people think about us, our reputation. Are you willing to accept rejection for the sake of what you know about Jesus Christ in the context of your life? Did you know that that is your cross and you have to accept rejection? That's, and that man doesn't want to accept rejection. You guys, why is that? We are created for connection, right? Sometimes though, we're, we try to be connected to the wrong people. Do you think the, do you guys think the disciples were going around chasing the Pharisees around? Oh, validate me. Validate what, you're, what, what I know to be true. And the Lord, no, they did not. They knew it was true and they ignored them. There are certain people we just have to ignore, you guys. And I'm preaching to myself right now. There are some people that do not know Jesus Christ the way you do. And they're going to think one way about him that's going to lead them, lead them into bondage. But your revelation brings you life. So you have to live in what you know and what you're convinced of. Because not everybody is going to come to the same conclusions, even though you all see the same thing. They all saw Jesus Christ. But why did some say he's, he's, he's this and he's that? Why is he Elijah to some? Why was he a, a prophet risen from the dead to others? But to them, he was the Christ. So, and what did it mean to carry a cross? It meant you were a criminal. Did you know you were seen as a criminal if you came to the conclusions of who Jesus Christ was? Why? Why are we criminals in the eyes of the world? Well, honestly, when you think about it, there's people out there that want power and control and authority. And when you're in Christ, he gives it, he gives it back to you. Did you know Jesus Christ is not a tyrant? Why do you think America was born? Just saying. That's a whole nother conversation. So, you guys have to become convinced of who God is in you. And you got to walk in it. And then you got to be willing to be, be rejected by the people that you believe are going to accept it. I literally think that, you know, there's going to be people out there they are going to come to the same conclusions of me, right? That Jesus is the Christ. He works in my life. But then I have to also accept the fact that there's going to be people out there, the scribes, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the ones who don't have humanity within them anymore. They sort of lost that. They lost their humanity. They demand sacrifices that they don't realize they still need it for, right? Oh, you need that. You're the sinner. I'm not. I'm better. Good grief. People like that are miserable to be around. Honestly, I don't like, I don't, I won't hang around people like that. Nope. You ain't in my circle if you're super pharisaical and judgmental and rude. And I'll call you out on it too. But anyway, so, um, you guys go over here and he goes, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Are you going to deny yourself in the way of I got to deny myself wanting to be accepted. I got to do it all the time. I'm not here to be accepted by you. If I put myself on the line like that, oh, what I do is based, is based upon your acceptance, I would have quit a long time ago. I would have. Why, why would anybody want to get on social media to listen to people complain about the good they're trying to do because they don't understand it? No. Obviously, there's a there's a, a stronger motivation in me, right? It ain't just me. You know how many times I wanted to quit, but I didn't 
because God is strong in me. It's like, Ashley, if you deny the things I've used in your life to heal you, you deny me. I can't deny what God's done in my life just because people out there don't agree with it. The disciples went through the same thing. Who do men say I am? Well, who do you say I am? Okay, now that you know who I am, are you willing to accept rejection? That's carrying your cross. You're going to get rejected because of the way that God has worked himself in your life. People are not going to understand it. Guess what? Your job is not to validate someone's perspective of you. Okay? Your job is to live out the grace of God in the context of your life. That's how people are going to see Jesus Christ. Right? It's when we make it real and tangible for people. What hole of shame did the Lord pull you out of? I don't know. I mean, you got balls enough to share it? Most people don't. I'm sitting here talking to you guys about what God's done in my life. And I think people like listening to me because I'm real about it. But not very many people like to be real about their own life. Everyone loves vulnerability on somebody else. But man, when it comes to them sharing their life, oh, Lord. Now they're froze. I get it. I understand. You know? But here's the thing. When you know that God is in you and you know that his grace is powerful and you know that he's moved you forward from A to B, how could you not share that with other people? Right? I mean, Christ compels us in that way. His What is his will? God's will is people would be saved. You have knowledge that will save people. But do you not? Do you not have a story that God has saved you and now that he's given you tools and perspectives, you can use that for other people? You know? And that's all I'm doing. So you guys, I'll say it again. Your grace is your cross. The way that God's revealed himself to you in the context of your life that brought you from death to life is your grace and you have to be willing to carry that regardless if people accept it or not. Right? So... That is it, you guys. That is all I have for you today. It has already been 30 minutes on this podcast. And I don't want to keep this thing running because I could. But I'm going to turn it off. So you guys have a wonderful rest of the day, podcast world. Thank you guys for all your support. And I will see you guys or talk to you guys next week.